Hi everyone and welcome to Worth the Calories. I'm Matthew. And I'm Catherine. So we neglected, didn't, ran we out of time. Poorly, poorly, poorly sick. Could not record the final episode for series 12, the 2021 series. Um, and we've had lots of messages from people in the time since saying, hey, could you do that? Um, in very nice words. So we want to do that particularly as a warm up for the new series. So this is your... 2021 delayed gratification finale episode? Maybe so, maybe so. You'll be glad to hear we've done lots of baking for this to, to warm up and practice as well. Um, the, the the long version of the story is we were absolutely going through this. We watched the final, we had thoughts. In the week, I baked Belgian buns, the technical mm. challenge, to um, have them ready. And then we caught covid some of you might have heard that there was COVID and a pandemic and all sorts of things. That was that was the time that we caught it, so we couldn't record. Um, and then, because it was December, it then became Christmas. Life happened. Life happened. And then as we started to get a bit more time back and start to look to record, we caught COVID again. <laughs> um, May? April? I think. As... Just after UK Mother's Day. Yeah. Yeah, that sort like of time. late March, mm. wasn't it? Um. So, so life has gotten in the way, and the illness has gotten in the way, but we are mostly healthy at the moment, so we wanted to record and get this done, so there was actually something for you. Yeah, I'm super excited. I, I really, I've missed podcasting with you, my love, <laughs> and I've missed baking. I haven't, whilst I've tried a bit of bread and stuff like that, I haven't been baking with quite the same regularity as we do during mm-hmm. our bake-off season, mm-hmm. and so it's been great fun this weekend, sort of just getting back at it. Nice, nice. If you can't remember, the final was Giuseppe, Christelle and Chiggs. Um, it was a very even final. So three people who had one star baker twice. They'd had handshakes once or twice each. Yeah, all even Stevens, wasn't and, it? And Christelle was the only one who hadn't won the technical. So they yes. were you know, very, very even on the thing. Um, the signature challenge was carrot cake. Yep. But a properly delectable, beautiful carrot cake. Yes, uh, elevated. Yes, ab- absolutely. Um, were there any in there that stood out to you that you particularly liked that were interesting? To be honest, I just love carrot cake. Okay. So I would happily, happily have eaten any of them. Right. Um, but if you'd said which one should I make, right, I'd have chosen the one um, that Giuseppe made. Oh, interesting. Yes. <laughs> which is the one that the recipe came out for. Hurrah! <laughs> <laughs> so he he made torta camilla. An Italian cake with carrots. Now, I am not sure whether it's actually an Italian carrot cake. I think what it is, is it's an Italian what-have-we-got-in-the-cupboard cake that you can sort of do different things with. Um, But he made it Mm -hmm. carrot-based with a fig and walnut jam. As as the others went as well, there's a fair amount of spice in there. He went for cinnamon and ginger, but the others used star anise. um, Cardamom. Cardamom and various things of that ilk. Uh, which feels like the right way to go with carrot. You're not you're not necessarily going to go to chocolate and sweetness. Yeah, I agree. I agree. That's not the point of a carrot cake. Mm. I don't think. I, I think chocolate would completely drown out the carrotiness. Yes. And, and actually, yeah, chocolate dipped carrot. <laughs> no, thank you. <laughs> but, but as as an example of yeah, you know something yeah. else you could put in, it feels like spices are the are the right addition to the recipe. Yes, I agree. Spices, maybe more nuts. But I think that's just yeah, because yeah. I, I really enjoy yeah. a, a sort of a... Carrot and walnut. Mm. Carrot and walnut. Yeah. It's carrot and walnut a traditional thing. It feels like a natural thing to say. Yeah. But yes. Yeah. Or I maybe hazelnuts. I think there's usually a nut on top of the cream cheese frosting thing Fair as enough. well. So, yeah. yeah. Nice. 
So I did make that. <laughs> and, and um, listener, I can vouch it was delicious. <laughs> and there was a lot of it because it's three layers. It's enormous, but delicious. <laughs> mm. I'm very interested by how different the recipe was, both from what he made and what was on the show, and from other recipes we've had. Do you think that... And, and like, because it was interesting, because we watched the show again yeah. after you'd made it, right? Yes. Do you think um, that they tried to simplify the recipe? Possibly. Because the biggest difference is that I made three cakes, where he made one cake and sliced it. Which means you have to bake it for longer, but it's, I think, slightly easier to cool because you're opening up the inside of the cake. It doesn't have the, the sort of um, firmer outer layer. Mm. So you, you can potentially cool it quicker. Um, we might talk a little bit more on the fig and walnut jam, but particularly the recipe did not say to take the skins off the figs, so I didn't. And then when we watched it, he definitely, definitely did. His was a very smooth jam, which he also cooked the walnuts into. Yeah. Whereas the recipe said, as the jam's cooling, stir the walnuts in. And and that feels quite a pronounced difference. Yeah, I agree. I agree. I mean, well, yes. Yeah. Absolutely. Very and, strange. I mean, don't get me wrong. I think the 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 sort of quite lumpy figgy jam that you mm. made, which I enjoyed on my toast this morning, <laughs> I thought it was really delicious. Well, I love figs. But... I can see that what he produced was a much would be a much smoother consistency. Mm. Mm. Yeah, and that then brings whole questions of it said six hundred grams of quartered figs. Right, is that six hundred grams quartered figs, and then you take the skin off? You take the skin off, and all the seeds and pulp come to six hundred grams. Because yeah. that's a lot. And taking the skin off is that all of the skin, or just the sort of the really harder outer layer of skin because yeah. there's, there's a there's like various layers to a yes. fig aren't there <laughs> I, I think i would do it a bit like a melon i would yeah. sort of you, you know not worry if i'm catching some of that but aim for mostly just the seeds yeah so yeah, yeah. Mm. Mm. Interesting, it was interesting the, the but the the other real difference that it felt compared to other recipes is that it was more um intuition Okay. And and it was more like, I mean, the whole recipe, I'm definitely going to talk about this in a second, the whole recipe is more like cooking than baking. Okay. Because it's peeling of carrots and grating carrots and it's it's zesting something and then putting in dashes of spice and salt and so on, which which is not my go-to. So, so, so less less precise. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. It's, you know, where where I like, and not even, not even that, yes, the precise and the precision is there. Mm. But also the the preparing. Okay. Baking has less preparing, and that's one of the things I don't enjoy with with <laughs> cooking. Um, is you know, right? I've got to chop all these vegetables, and I've got to stew something for a minute, and do it in state. You know. You, you quite like the sort of the scientific um, yeah. experiment method a- exactly. of break of baking rather. Yeah, and, and you, we've spoken about this before. That I'm yeah. more of a cook than mm. a baker, really. You have more intuition with it, I think, and more like, oh, it needs this flavour or it needs a bit more salt and so on. Whereas I'm like, I, I just do not have that mindset of how to change that. And possibly a nat- natural tendency to colour outside of the lines. <laughs> yes, <laughs> like, I, mean, I do well. not wish to follow your instructions. <laughs> <laughs> but particularly for the making of the jam. Every other time we've made jam, it's get your jam thermometer in there, boil it to this temperature, keep it for this many minutes at this temperature, and, and so on. Whereas this was, simmer it until the sugar dissolves, and then boil it for eight to ten minutes. 
you see that that makes my heart sing and makes me think gosh maybe i maybe i would be interested in making more jam because mm. all of the faffing around with the sugar thermometers not for me well because it's never come out well for us i think no. we've always I, I think we've overdone it is yes. part of the problem we've we've cooked it for too long whereas this jam came out really well it was it was a really good consistency and it was very tasty. Yes, because we've made some very um, hard, globby, chewy. Jam, chewy jams before <laughs> wouldn't, now. Wouldn't be amiss on a lolly, you know. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> From a packet of sweets. Taffy, <laughs> rather than jam. <laughs> so so I, I was really interested in that, that it, had, it just had more of that vibe mm. going on with it. I mean, it also had double low flour, which is the, the like really, really highly milled, very but, fine but that's flour. A, that's an Italian thing. Which is a very it? Italian thing. And then it said to sieve that as well, <laughs> make this as fine as possible. Did it just like drop through the sieve? Well, <laughs> you know, it, it really did feel like the, these are the hints they give you having done some experimentation mm. and done some testing. Um, but again, very interesting that it was different than his. Yes. Um, and it was also, there was no butter in the cakes. Really? It was... The start of it was egg and sugar, dark, uh, light brown sugar, and vanilla, and whisk it until it's three times its volume. Okay. But it also had baking powder, so so that whisking wasn't necessarily as a raising agent. Yeah. But was to give it some of that sort of silkiness. Okay. What it did have was some oil. Okay. So like that's how the fat gets in there, and two hundred and twenty-five grams of orange juice. Well, that's fascinating. Right. See, I don't really know very much about Italian cakes, but mm. I wonder if that's a more common thing in Italian recipes. Yeah, maybe. Uh, you, you, you know, when you think of Mediterranean countries that have lots of yeah. lemons and oranges and, and citrus fruits growing, yeah. that might be an easier way to deal with it than having mm. butter around that you can't keep chilled very easily. And Maybe. I, th- mm. I think after we finish this, I'm obviously. going to go and Google traditional Italian cake yeah, making. Because yeah. I think we had this sort of cake in Bologna. When they, because they served me a birthday cake at the hotel. Yes, yes, yes. Um, and I think it was effectively this cake, but without all the different ingredients, all the different flavors mm. in there. Yeah. So, mm. do you think for mm-hmm. home baking that two layers would be sufficient of that cake? Yeah. That that that's like yeah. especially looking at it taking over like a whole shelf in our <laughs> fridge at home. I'm like, I mean, it's amazing. It's very mm-hmm. impressive, mm-hmm. but it's completely over the top for just a sort of. Slice of cake with your Elevens' cup of tea yeah. style cake, and I think there is so much in there. It wouldn't be too difficult to actually only make two thirds of the recipe anyway. Yeah. Um, I th- uh, there were four eggs, so you'd go down to three. You know, it, it could be scaled yeah. down quite yeah, yeah, easily, yeah. especially with that app that you're using. What's it called? Paprika. Uh, Paprika. Yes. We're sponsored, but we're not sponsored by. But we all recommend. <laughs> it's pretty cool. No, in fact, no, it's really no, good. Let's not give them a shout out. If you work for Paprika, we will give you a shout out and talk about <laughs> um, all the ways in, that we enjoy your app. But come and talk to us first. <laughs> and this is this is before we talk about putting things in our Hoover oven. Hey, if you work for Hoover, <laughs> oh, we do not dear. name check anyone until they give us money. No. <laughs> <laughs> or cake. Or cake. Yeah. <laughs> We'll work for cake. So yeah, so that was that was, was an good. interesting bake. Um, uh, like I said, I liked it as a warm up to getting into the new season. Yeah. Actually, it was nice to to get probably hands on again, like you said. And, and again, I remember this from. I mean, honestly, just watching the finale made me so excited for the new season. Right. But I remember last season, my my feeling about there with the way they use the signature bake mm-hmm. was was very very positive. And yeah. again, it's like 
a carrot cake. We all know what a carrot cake is. Yep. Now put a twist on it. But make a final worthy carrot cake. Yeah. Yeah. I, re- yeah. I really liked mm. that as a as a concept. Mm. So yeah, it was yes. good. It was mm. good. They all they all did fine. No one excelled because they all pushed themselves perhaps a little too much. Yeah. And, um, and, and Chiggs, I think, showed his understandably yeah. lack of ex- experience by putting like a gazillion Almost very a kilo of um, carrots in it. A gazillion carrots into his cake. Yeah. Um, and I think yeah, it, it just became more like a steam pudding, really. Yeah, yeah, a little bit. Which, you know, fine. It's they probably didn't have enough time to practice. Yeah. Um, well, by the time you've got to the finale, you must most of because most of your pre-show practicing yeah. time is surely around the bakes that you're doing in the first few weeks. It, it was nice that for all of them, presentation was so important. Obviously, Christelle have got a reputation through the show of doing beautiful cakes, mm. but they put a lot of emphasis on that. Yes. And, and I think that is, I, th- I think it is important. It's an easy way for the viewer to differentiate. Yeah. And it really, you know, it's, it's. I'm going to say easy to make a tasty cake. It's not, you know, it's not easy for everyone, but but it is, it is not too difficult to just mm. put some sugar and some butter and flour and eggs in a thing and make something quite tasty. Yeah. But to make something that tastes really good and looks really good actually takes a lot of extra effort and skill and practice. So I think yeah. that's a, you know, I, I do appreciate the show goes for that. And I must admit, I think that again was an improvement from the previous season where mm-hmm. a few times, like the end result as who was going out each week, we were like, I get that you said that cake yep. tasted amazing and that's why that person is staying in. Mm-hmm. But it was really hard for us at home yeah. to see what looks like a little bit of a rough and ready cake mm-hmm. being judged significantly mm. higher mm. than something that looked a lot more professionally executed. Absolutely. Yeah. So, yeah, good. it was good. So the technical was Belgium buns. Belgium buns. Uh, which we've both done, but I did it like nine months ago. So I think you having done it this morning. Indeed. Can probably talk more to Belgian buns. Can you tell how much icing sugar I've consumed today? <laughs> not, not anymore since you cleaned up. So, <laughs> so yeah. So, yeah. So, I thought, oh. <laughs> so, I thought we could get this done and then go out later this morning because, you know, I looked at the recipe and it said it's one hour of prep time, 20 minutes of break, baking. What it didn't have was the hour and 45 minutes of proving. So it has <laughs> taken me significantly longer to sort of go from start to finish. Right. Um, but actually, I really enjoyed mel- making the Belgian buns. Mm. Um, I mean, I've said before that actually bread making mm. is something that I want to get better at. And I think this is... Uh, well, the nature of them is much more akin to a bread Very than a cake. Much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so I enjoyed sort of getting my uh, getting my kneading board out again. Okay. Um, it was a really, really well-written recipe, mm. I think. Um, so basically it's a slightly enriched dough. So we've got some milk and some butter right. in the dough itself. Okay. Um, a bit of kneading. Basically bring the dough together. Really quite a straightforward dough to bring together. Mm. Um, quite a straightforward dough to knead. Mm-hmm. Um what I found was I, I I really did follow their instructions to only lightly flour my kneading board because I think what I've done in the past is put way too much flour okay. on my board for the kneading, which has maybe slightly disrupted the consistency of my dough. Right. But I did, I was like, right, I'm just going to try it very light, yeah, yeah. floured. And I did get a bit of sticking, mm. but actually what I found was if I carried on kneading a bit, everything got a bit less sticky and I was able to scrape up the little bits that are stuck okay. to the board, incorporate it into the dough and then I was good. So yeah. as soon as I started kneading it for a while, the sort of the real stickiness of the dough went away. And did that give you like feedback on 
how much the kneading was working of incorporating the the liquid elements and the flour elements, so you could tell how it was progressing. It, it was. It certainly gave me feedback that the the kneading was having an effect. Okay. Because it went from what was a little bit of a sticky, mm. certainly sticky in parts mm. dough, to something that was. It felt like a really nice sort of smooth, silky consistency. It wasn't okay. a heavy dough, but it mm-hmm. was it was good. Um, I used our proving drawer to okay. stick the the oiled bowl in for it to rise. Nice. Um, but what I did this time, so previously I've tried our proving drawer, but left the the, the sort of the heating element on while mm-hmm. something's been proving, and I think that's been a little bit much because all heats from the bottom. Okay. So what I did this time was basically use the heating elements to get the drawer to a nice temperature, mm. then turned it off so we've not got extra heat coming okay. in yeah, directly yeah, yeah. at the bottom of the batter. I also put a plastic um, carving board, cutting board. It is a carving board. It's the one with the spiky bits that we put. Okay. Me. But okay. anyway, I put a plastic <laughs> chopping board in the drawer also right. just to okay. protect the, the bottom mm. of the bowl with the dough in from being... Right very much in contact with a very hot bit okay um, and that worked quite nicely yes i wonder if using some of the, the wire racks and so on so like you say they're not in direct contact yes might be the way because and this is the sort of thing we can do some a b testing on over the course of the season and exactly yeah, okay. i felt having too much sort of one directional heat whilst it's proving mm-hmm. might sort of cook it cook it <laughs> yeah uh, make the yeast not work because it's a yeasted yep. dough um, but anyway it rose nicely oh, um Whilst it's proving the first time, you make the lemon curd. Mm-hmm. Once again, my mind is blown by how easy it is to make lemon curd. Nice. Um, why do I ever buy lemon curd uh, <laughs> is my other question. So lemon curd was really easy. I, I don't think it's cheating because we just didn't have a lemon in the house, but we had a lemon juice in a bottle right. in the fridge. Mm-hmm. Um, again, I, I'm probably not going to, unless we have spare lemons, I'm probably never going to squeeze and zest a lemon again just to make lemon curd because actually throwing a dash of lemon juice from a bottle in worked perfectly well. Although if anyone can tell me exactly how many milliliters of juice one lemon is supposed to produce, I would be most grateful because (laughs) mine was that much. Who knows? Did a lovely echo device from some company who's not paid us. Did did that not be able to tell (laughs) you? True, I didn't ask it. I just went, oh, I'll just punt it. We we will ask her next time. (laughs) As I say, I'm I'm a bit more of a let's let's wing it type of um, baker. So yeah, that was good. Um, One argument I did have with the recipe was like, it's basically said with the um with the curd mm. you sort of you melted the butter and the sugar and over a, over a ban, over a ban, and the lemon juice over a bain marie okay. and then you whisked your egg and your egg yolk and put that in and then whisked it all together mm-hmm. and then it just said leave it to cook for 8 minutes and i started just leaving it to cook but then i realized it was cooking in a very inconsistent manner across right. the um, curd. And so I started sort of whisking it a bit more as it was cooking. Okay. And actually, and even now, I can see when, when, when I spread the lemon curd across the dough, mm. I can see it was a little bit lumpier than I would have liked it to be. Okay. So I think next time I make lemon curd, I'm going to ignore the leave it to right. cook. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And actually, I'm going to gently stir okay. and whisk it throughout the time it's cooking over the bain-marie. Did, well, yeah, so you cooked it in a bain-marie? Yes. In, in our well, sort of melting bowls? I, I cooked it in a Pyrex glass dish over a pan of simmering water. Okay. It's a in it. <laughs> but I think that's when you're cooking with gas. Oh, uh, yeah, so we'd probably be we all right We could have done that just ours. on the heavy, heavy button pan. Fair enough. 
Yes, mm. yes, and maybe also something to experiment with. Mm. Because as I commented to some of my friends as I was baking, it's like I could probably just sit and eat this with a spoon right now. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, do I really have to put it in the bread? But yes, anyway, so. Um, Bread came out of the proving door. Okay. You are supposed to roll it into a rectangle, 30 centimetres by 40 centimetres. Okay. My my dough rolling skills are not good, right. I would say. Okay. I'm, not, I'm still not entirely sure how one is supposed to roll a round lump of dough into a rectangle. Okay. I kind of produced a wobbly oval that was roughly 30 <laughs> centimetres by 40 centimetres. Spread the lemon curd across it. Mm-hmm. Drop over your uh, many, many sultanas. And then what was interesting is you're supposed to press one end of the dough down onto the board to make it very stable yep, yep. and then roll it tightly towards you. So mm-hmm. you've got a roll. That went pretty well. Um, and then you're supposed to chop it into 12, 12 slices okay. for the next proving. I don't think my knife was sharp enough uh, because okay. I think by the end of my chopping, and I tried different sort of chopping okay. styles, my roll was a very squished a oval squished. Okay. With, with a very flat bottom. So I think if I was going to do it again... I would sharpen the knife and I would right. wipe the knife between each chop. Right. Just and, to and that's cut the, through neatly. One of the reasons why it's been quite good to do the warm-up is we can figure things like this and go, oh, let's have a session sharpening the knives, ready yes. for anything, any baking we're doing. Yeah, exactly. So that then was, yeah, we want sharper knives. And mm-hmm. the other thing we want is proving bags mm-hmm. because the next step I was supposed to prove, well, I did prove it again, but we were supposed to put the 12 sliced rolls on the baking trays and put them in baking proving bags. Right. Um, but I'm very glad I didn't just go, I have failed to find them. <laughs> Instead, I went, oh, I can't see them easily and just put some cling film over the top. But it turns out we don't have any. So, yeah, so yeah. if I'd spent half an hour pulling everything out of the baking <laughs> cupboard, I still wouldn't have found them. So my my natural laziness has won. <laughs> yes. Um, and that that was also interesting because... The baking trays that I used, we couldn't fit two of them at the same time into the proving drawer. Okay. So I used the wire cooling racks to stack mm. them up, uh, up, and that worked quite well because the proving drawer was quite is quite deep. Okay. Um, so yeah, they rose. Um, I did an egg wash on mm-hmm. them, and then I baked them, and. I learned to read the recipe more carefully because uh, you're supposed to bake them at a higher temperature for ten minutes and a lower temperature for ten minutes. Um, my higher temperature, I merrily stuck them at 200 degrees centigrade, but actually a fan-based fan oven, you're supposed to put them in 180. Right. So I cooked them way too hot for 10 minutes, and then I compensated by cooking them lower than the 160 that was supposed to be okay. in them for 10 minutes. They came out all I right, didn't they? I don't think it's done any harm whatsoever. I, I yeah, think it's yeah. absolutely fine, because I was a bit worried after the first 10 minutes, because I was like, okay, I'm supposed to be baking them until they're golden brown, they are already golden yeah, brown, yeah. but I'm pretty sure they're a little bit doughy and raw in the middle. So, uh, but they got so they got the full twenty minutes, mm-hmm. and you know maybe my maths is off, but they averaged out at roughly the right temperature. Yeah. So yeah, it's good. And what do you think of them having made them? I think um, I think they're a good recipe. Mm-hmm. I think they're very tasty. I love lemon. Okay. So lemon's a flavour mm-hmm. I go to. And in fact, I made the icing even more lemony than right. it should have been because we didn't have the zest. So okay. I just replaced half the water with uh, lemon mm-hmm. juice. Um, it was good. I really enjoyed baking them. I just really enjoyed um, the making again. I would say that was a good bake. Would I do it just just for the sake of doing it? Maybe. Mm. Um, I might be interested to try different different fillings 
you know, so maybe yeah. what what would it be like to put Nutella in the middle and then roll them oh, up? I see, yeah, yeah. And, you Something know, like just that. sort of, mm. yeah. Um, but, yeah, it was a good, I, I enjoyed the dough. I'd, I'd be also be interested to see what, what what does that just bake like in, like, round round as, balls as, as, as yeah. a slightly sweet. Because, yeah, it feels um, like the sort of thing, if you, you'd be making a, um, not an eclair, uh, like a jam finger thing. Yeah. Something like that. Yeah. It, it feels very much like that sort of dough. Yeah. Um, yeah, because I, I remember making them and, and it, you have to watch them at that baking stage because they can really dry out. And I think that's what we saw a bit on the show itself, which is yes. the overcooking his. And I think that's the difference between Italian baking in some ways. Mm. That he probably, you know, it's a bread, so I need to cook it more as a bready thing. Whereas we do stuff like this and we're perhaps more accustomed to it being softer. Yeah. And actually also, like something like a panettone. Mm-hmm. It's pretty dry. Yeah, 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 yeah. And, and that's not a problem because you have it with stuff, stuff that gives yeah. it the, um, the the moisture it needs to counter out the dryness. Mm. But, yeah, it's good. So, yeah, so that, that was the big difference. Obviously, Chiggs hadn't done it before, so he rolled it the wrong way and sliced it the wrong way. Yep. It happens, although, you know, they didn't look terrible. Quite no, an interesting I, I don't way of doing them, them. As, uh, almost as sort of smaller portions for if you were doing it for a party or something. Yeah. It feels like that sort of recipe where if we had to bake for... A load of kids coming over or your brownie group or taking something into the office. This is not a bad option to do, I made a selection of cakes, here you go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. you could do it smaller and mm-hmm. you could do it with fruit jams, like yeah. raspberry jam and, you could, and, and Nutella. And, they feel like yeah. a good thing to do for a, a sort of summer, mm. where, where cakes often lend themselves very much to a sort of wintry, they're a bit heavier, a bit more yeah. filling. This, this is a more uh, everyday sort of thing. Yeah, it was mm. good. Okay, and Christelle won her first technical. Huzzah! So we said about it being pretty even, and this was the time that it made complete evenness across them. These were clearly the three best this year. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it was such a good final. So the final signature, not signature, showstopper was the Mad Hatter's Tea Party. Yes. Where they had to do, I think it, it, it was defined as a selection of different things, but... With a bread, with a cake, with a pastry, with you know all sorts of different things going in there. Yeah, a bit of sweetness, a bit of savoury. Exactly. Lots of different options. Again, the design, the look of them. Everyone had done, gone the right way with it to make something yeah. interesting. And you start seeing a slight blending of what they do for um, the, this Bake Off, the, the, in inverted commas, normal amateur Bake Off, and Bake Off the Professionals. Because it had some of that presentation going on. Mm. So again, we're seeing the fact that these shows are on and everyone watches them and talks about them. You can learn things from each. Yes, yeah. absolutely. Mm. We should probably talk about Christelle's focaccia. And as a reminder for our listeners, the podcasts are still here. That was Kira maybe showing up. We'll see if it comes through on the mics. Yes. <laughs> yeah, our Christelle's focaccia is a little bit heartbreaking. That's wasn't such a shame. It? Yeah. But I also am like, I don't quite know what she thought she was doing. Because that's not how you make a focaccia. No. And she did make a comment when she was talking about, or when she, like before the judging when she was yeah. doing it, she said, you know, I only learned this on Bread Week. We didn't learn quite that badly. <laughs> yeah, and whether she thought, like... you can effectively drown the dough, and it's okay, but I wonder if it's drowned it to a certain point. You don't yeah, cause, I mean, keep like, it submerged. <laughs> it, it just felt like when she cooked it through, it felt like she'd basically deep fried the dough yeah. in the oven by putting that much oil in the oven with the dough. Yeah. That was such a shame. It, it is a, a real shame because I, I don't know whether she would have won had it yeah. come out normally because actually watching watching it back, the first time we watched it, it felt like she had lost the show. 
Yes. You know, it was hers to lose, effectively, having won the technical and everyone been very even on that first one. But actually, Giuseppe's was very good. Oh. And he did an interesting range of stuff. And he did really good presentational stuff. So, yeah. I, I I think, let's talk the winner. Yes. Um, I think he was a worthy winner, I think. Oh, absolutely. I think from what I've seen, certainly doing one of his bakes and looking at more of it, he has that intuition of, oh, I need to do this. Oh, let's put these flavours together. Yes. Let's do Like, I think he's got a lot of knowledge that clearly... From the way he talked about it, he's learned from his dad. Yeah. Um, I, I think the other two would, would also have been worthy winners, mm-hmm. but Chiggs had obviously excelled just getting that far. And I think, I think whilst he was competing for it, he sort of knew. I think Chiggs had won for himself by simply being in the final. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like in terms of what he was, mm-hmm. what he was aiming as his potential uppermost. I mean, I wouldn't have, I wouldn't have been negative if Chiggs had won. No. But yes, but you know, but there were a couple of things where you're like, yeah, you won't have done this before because you have only been baking for a year, and there is a limit exactly. in one's life as yeah. to how much you can bake. Mm. I mean, and, and the amount he learnt in that year is outstanding. And, and clearly, he was someone ready to learn and just yes. soak in all the knowledge everyone was giving him, and so. And Christelle was clearly disappointed. Yeah. But I liked at the end when she was talking and she got emotional talking about Giuseppe and, and why he won and how good he yes. was and the family connection there. I, I think that was actually a lovely moment. That was that yeah. was her showing that she, she was really pleased for him. Yeah, I mean, she was mm. a, she's a good loser. Yes, Do you yes, know what I mean? I don't absolutely. think she was, there was no bitterness, no, no. That, oh, it should have been me, no... No hours spent, well, certainly not on camera, spent yeah. castigating her for herself for um, whatever she was thinking with, with yeah. that for so, so, yeah, no, it was, it was and, good. And I've critiqued the show before for not necessarily giving us the narrative of why things have happened. And I think they gave us the good narrative here yes. about why they won, why they lost, what had happened on the show. Partially because it happened within one episode, so it was easier to do. Yeah. But also the overall of why they all got here and the evenness between them and... It was just such a satisfying finale. Yeah. I, I think it might be one of the best finals they've had. But I think we said this while, while the show was on, this might be the best series they've done. Yeah. I, th- I think it was, it really, was good. really good. I think there were good challenges, good weeks. And I still think for the, the series coming up, there are changes they could have made that they're clearly not making. Um, but it makes me excited for what's coming. If they Absolutely. can, if they can maintain this, or you know, just continue delivering a good show, because you know, thirteen years is a long time for anything, particularly a competitive show. Yeah. Um, but it still has that enjoyableness to it. Is there anything you're hoping they will bake on the show this season so that we can bake it? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, that question was totally out of the blue, wasn't it? Same question for you. Is there anything you hope they're going to bake? Well, I hope... <laughs> not, not anything in particular, but okay. I hope there is a bake containing salted caramel. <laughs> I hope there is a bake containing cherries. Um, and if it was going to make me really happy, there would be a bake that contained both cherries and chocolate. Okay. That's what I'm hoping for. And I'm hoping for at least, at least one bready-type bake mm. outside of bread week okay because i really okay. like making bread to yeah, bread yeah, yeah. and bread-esque mm-hmm. um type bakes <laughs> bread adjacent <laughs> bread adjacent you know it doesn't have to be a loaf of bread but like a, a sort of a yeasted roll like today that's what i want okay uh yeah very much the same um i feel like we've done lots of sponges over the last year or two. Mm-hmm. Um, and it might be obviously having just done the sponge today as well. So so I'm more into perhaps, you know, one or two as it goes on, but getting to do some other 
um, other skills, other ways of baking. So I can sort of see the differences in how different cultures do it, different approaches to it, different techniques. Yeah. Um, yeah. But I am also hoping for not having to buy too much specialist equipment yeah that's that you know i think we we've come to an accord on that that actually yeah let's not yeah it's not it's not the buying to, of it it's the storing it's of then it. storing of it and going we're clearly never gonna use this again but just in case we do now have a deep fat fryer so i am actually no i would like there to be a really good deep fat fryer week Fine. so we get to do something that's not churros or donuts yeah uh, <laughs> you know fair enough is there something that would be interesting with them and we can do a weekend where we do chicken katsu or chicken... Mm, karage. Karage, yep. Nice. So we'll be back weekly as the new show comes out. It starts on September 13th. Um, so we will Ooh. we will also be posting pictures of our bakes and our efforts and what we do as, we, as it goes along. Yeah. You can follow the show uh, on Instagram at Eloquent Gushing or the hashtag Worth the Calories. And you can find Catherine... Also on Instagram, actually, that's probably the best way place to find me um, at Kendo Cat on Instagram. Excellent. We're looking forward to it. Yeah, can't wait. Now let's go eat some more buns. 